Today was the day. I actually thought it was a joke. The entire office got together and decided, let's fuck with Marshall today. I imagine it would be Rick's idea. Today I was gonna walk in and see everyone smiling at the front with a banner and come upstairs to a desk filled with photoshopped pictures of me with the Harry Potter character. Or me as a fucking Harry Potter character. Sarah would greet me like any other day and make certain not to give anything away. She's been here for five years now and she never struck me as a good liar. I figured her as the weak link easy. Now, imagine my surprise. When she pulls me to the side like she wants to give me mail. I knew something was up. She always gestures with whatever's in her hand at the time toward the box, all while looking quite serious. She pulls out a piece of mail, puts her hand over the mail, and places a cross in my hand along with the envelope. It took her a while. She completely broke frame when she tried to tell me it was her brother's and showed me one just like it around her neck. Her twin brother's murder is the whole reason why she started working at the police station. Her brother was killed by a fucking psychopath. <clears throat> but that's not the case of interest, though. She wasn't cop material, but she wanted to help in any way she could. Now, sobbing through, she eventually told me that the letter contained a series of prayers. I took the moment seriously, but... To be honest with you, prayers really weren't my thing. And to be honest with myself, I stuck it in my important pocket. The Lord knew this entire case wasn't my thing. So, long story short, it's safe to assume that this shit is, in fact, real. Even more unbelievable, this shit is really in my lap. I'm trying so hard not to smack myself, click my shoes together or something. So here I am, waiting for the case. Shit, wait, waiting for the case. Jim isn't in yet. If this is real, Sarah's teary-eyed face flashes through my head. Shit, this is real. I start thinking. Some vague amount of time passes and Jim appears in front of me, apologizing for making me wait and then lets me into the office. I open things up so, who do we got? He reads my tone. Marshall, I understand, I know. 
It's shady too, but someone has to do it. <laughs> the captain himself with hat in hand coming to me. The detective that gets it out the mud. They know this is all fucked. I continue. Did you know back when they let me off the hook for Wyman? Now, Wyman was a job for uh, back in the day. A favor, you, if you will. But nothing in this world comes free. This has been a long time coming. Mars, you know my hands are tied. He uses my nickname. Even more ironic, it's the nickname a fucking astrologer gave me after saving his dumbass from being robbed in a part of town where chances were a victim was just a criminal in a different case. But he was testing his Neptune, though. I would have laughed. I was so angry I actually considered letting the hobos out of the handcuffs to continue their assault. I won against three of them, but I took a certified training day ass whooping in the process. Ethan Hawke would have been proud. But goddammit if I still don't get mad thinking about how my favorite jacket got ruined. He asked back up for my name and deemed me Mars in front of fucking loudmouth Larry of all patrolmen. The name stuck, but my, body, my daughter told me it was a planet for warriors, so I decided, hey, it's appropriate. Ah, back to this fucking conversation. Okay, so I'm lead. That's fine, but what exactly are you expecting from me? I mean, Jim, I'm not equipped to deal with this. I don't think anyone is. They can't even tell us if this shit works. I gestured to the tents. I'm supposed to do interviews and record for people who won't even directly talk to me. With all due respect, this is bullshit, Captain. I couldn't help myself. Tom, we really need you on this. It sucks, but we all know that. But on the other hand, we're... No, you're making history. I will not let him get away with that. No, <laughs> I'm being sacrificed. No one is going to mention Detective Thomas in a fucking history book. I point at the tent. If I catch... Jim's eyes widen in warning. If I perform well, they will push me gently to the side. And if this shit goes sideways, they already know how they'll put me down. We don't know that. Jim bows his head. He can't even pretend he doesn't know that that's bullshit. Yeah, we can stop pretending like I have a choice now, Captain. I hold up the file. Is this everything we have on the guy? Yeah, 
Jim's relieved now and back in his element. We got a kid who's working with him, with a known associate. I have to ask, can we say his name? It's a genuine question, given the circumstances. Yeah, yeah, so sorry, sorry. It's it's just it's just all so strange. The captain points to the board. Uh, Dr. Luke Bevan, known well, apparently, famous for his work in microbiology. He just ups and disappears, presumably with the guy. Okay, that's enough. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go in. I take up the papers and walk out of the office to the detective's room. You'll be alright, Mars, someone says. We got your back, Mars. Rick, completely serious for once in his life. God. This is really happening. I start playing with the cross Sarah gave me and enter the interrogation room. Is March 7th, 3.33 p.m. This is Marshall, and I need you to state this for the record, son. Is your name Chris Noella? <clears throat> yes, sir, it is. Okay, Chris. You know the ground rules, but I'll go ahead and say it again, just in case it didn't get through. Don't call his name. <laughs> Can't believe this shit. Don't call his name or evoke his spirit in any way. We've taken precautions with this room but in terms of the effectiveness of our precautions, we are not aware of what, uh, what he is capable of. Now, keeping that in mind, tell us the story from the very start. <clears throat> uh, uh, from, uh, from the top, from the top. I, I guess that's pretty that's pretty easy. In in terms of the the day that everything changed. Um I I I'm I'm assuming you still want me to explain. I uh I was a researcher or a research assistant I don't really think there should be a difference, honestly. We do the same work. The story, Chris. All right, well, <clears throat> in terms of the day I uh, knew the uh, 
things were different um and you know researching i had a uh, pi that is a um I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank. I'm, I'm a bit nervous, but it, it's the basically my boss at the lab. He he came in, um, or he, he he came in one day, and uh, usually what I you know what I'd see is he'd come in, he'd be uh, excited, like ecstatic about you know a new experiment or something like that, or a current experiment going on but but today he he came in and he you know he he would usually say hey uh you know if he didn't have a good experiment you know what's the good word or you know and on this day he came in and he had a he had a look on his face that told me that something something was uh something was was different uh and it was very clear, and, and he, you know, he wasn't trying to hide anything, obviously, so, you know, he he looked at me and he, he said, uh, Chris, we, we have a visitor, and we're gonna need to run, uh, we're gonna need to run some different experiments, so we're gonna have to take your, uh, your pilots off, your, um, you're gonna have to empty, empty the uh, the fridge. That's uh, <clears throat> that's basically where I kept um, a, a lot of stock things, and, and it was it was weird. It's a, uh, I guess it's the equivalent of um, going into a uh, going into a game store and saying, "Hey, look, we have a a new gaming system that's gonna replace everything," and the it was it it was it was such a shock to me because there were he he would not let anyone touch that fridge the the uh the lab manager would go in and try to clean things and he would get just upset like i mean i had never seen him get that you know mad before um no, no, straight to the point to the point to the point um okay but <clears throat> Anyway, when he told me this, I looked at my, you know, I asked him, you know, why, you know, I, of course, I had a questioning look on my face, and before I get to asking him exactly why this new, you know, this new experiment was worth wiping out the entire fridge, in walks this gentleman, um... I, I, I still don't know how to explain it. I still don't know how to explain it. Huh. You know, I, I went to church this one time, and I guess this is the closest I can get to explaining what I felt when I seen him. The gentleman was... He was dressed in, you know normal normal clothes in terms of he just had you know some khakis on and a sh you know and a you know button button shirt 
But when he looked at me, there was this overwhelming sense of ease that came over me. And <clears throat> specifically, I remember talking to, a, talking to a preacher and feeling something so similar, so similar to this. And, you know, he... And he, he introduced himself. Um, of course, we you know we <laughs> you, you don't want you don't want uh, we're still not allowed to uh, mention his name on record, I suppose. But in terms of the the intensity of that emotion, it was so powerful, and. Um, My PI says, yeah, this uh, this gentleman, we'll call him, he is a, uh, a shaman. So, my, I, I would have burst out laughing if I, if I still weren't in um, kind of a, uh, an energetic shock from him simply his presence but it was it was so it was different and uh, that that's that's the 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 exact moment that I knew that the world was going to change um I guess we can go ahead and keep going then.